0: And they can get more information on that at the LeapFrog Group's website. We'll be sure to tag that uh, here on the podcast. And I think it's great that you're recognizing uh, excellence in those organizations. And I applaud the efforts to get together a group of innovators. Um, It really closes the loop. So you identify where there may be challenges. Um, and then you re- make some recommendations of potential solutions uh that might help a facility uh turn around uh their grading system uh or, or the grade that they've achieved um from a from a, a patient safety standpoint. I think that's fantastic. well, let's talk a little bit about innovation Paul you've uh been an infection prevention innovator for quite some time. I know you hold several patents and uh, at Next Level Strategies, you're working with other innovators in healthcare solutions. Uh, What can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, no, you know, it's exciting. Um, I've been fortunate to have had um, experience in bringing disruptive technologies uh, to market uh, Probably the first Experience I had was the honor and privilege to work for the uh, Purell company, Gojo, and um, I led the launch of uh, Purell both in the institutional market and the um, in the hospital and nursing home market back in the 80s, and then in the uh, North American consumer market in the um, in the 90s. And um, you know, it was it was really interesting bringing that technology to market. When I first worked in the hospitals with alcohol hand sanitizer, uh, they said, "Oh no, we're never going to use that stuff. We use uh, we use soap and water." And of course, it became standard of uh, care. So I'm really excited when um, when I find companies um, who have um, who have emerging technologies that uh, may, in fact, uh, become future standard of care. So it's it's really exciting to be able to work with those companies. Um, one of them is a really interesting company and technology that solves a problem that exists in healthcare organizations way beyond their category, and that's a way to embed and drive proper behavior against its standard. Um, And so one of the the companies I I work with is Surewash, and uh, they've solved this uh, problem of um, how to embed proper hand hygiene technique. You know, you think about it, LeapFrog has a hand hygiene standard, which requires up to 200 observations per unit per month. Um, And that's been driving a lot of interest in the electronic hand hygiene compliance monitoring systems. And, uh, but think about it. You wanna measure hand hygiene accurately, of course, but what about ensuring that the technique is properly taught and embedded within the healthcare worker organization. And that's where their technology comes into play. What they've done is they've incorporated something called gesture recognition technology that was originally used to train surgeons. And that's just the combination of this artificial intelligence with video cameras that can actually detect hand movements and then give feedback, immediate feedback on healthcare worker technique until they get it right. And then the facility can document staff training as required uh, by the LeapFrog standard and other organizations that may um, that may have standards and may be inspecting uh, or reviewing hospital at performance. So it's it's really exciting. It's a one-stop solution for delivering both training and assessment of, um, of hand hygiene. And uh, the company's a really great company. Um, they measure against the uh, WHO five moments um, and all the uh, the proper hand poses that are supposed to be used when you when you're doing hand hygiene, and um, and then they make the data available uh, for anybody who's doing internal or external audits. So it's really really interesting technology. Great people. Uh, there's a great video at their website that walks through the whole thing, and um, I just think it's brilliant. And I think it's going to be future standard of care. Um, not just in hand hygiene, but I think other companies will develop similar um, training and education that goes beyond what's available today uh, to ensure that a proper standard of behavior uh, for any task that can result in better outcomes, um, I think that technology will be be emerging.
0: And of course, the CDC suggests, and it's widely accepted, that hand hygiene is uh, the most important aspect of overall infection prevention. If we can uh, have uh, drive our hand hygiene compliance, then we will improve infection prevention outcomes. Um, and of course, education, as we talked about, culture, a big part of that. And uh, I think the SureWash uh, solution plays right into that. So I applaud you for that. And uh, we look forward to hearing more about SureWash and uh, their training and education solution for hand hygiene, so important. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about Splash Blocker. I found this very interesting. Um, one of those dirty little secrets that maybe we don't like to talk about, but tell us about it.
1: Yeah, you know, this is really fascinating. Um, um, I saw a video that was on that Fox News, and you may want to put the, the link there, uh, which didn't talk about sh- a, a Splash Blocker, just said um, that the study was done using lasers to show how high the droplets coming out of a toilet can fly. And you know, hospital toilets don't have lids on them. So when you flush a toilet in the hospital, the plume becomes aerosolized, and it can spread uh, virus, bacteria, or hazardous drugs that may have been in, in, you know, in the patient. Let's say in in the case of chemotherapy, and then can spread both um, in the bathroom and outside. Um, so this is this is actually a significant risk that gets posed uh, to both healthcare workers, along with patients and visitors. And it's really interesting because an oncology nurse um, who, who learned at a, at a seminar that um, that she was potentially being exposed to toxic uh, chemotherapy drugs actually invented Splash And uh, she and her husband—it's a really interesting story—they developed this device, and um, they went to a um, they went to a Shark Tank in their town, and um, and and. and the people who are now splash blockers saw it and invested in it, bought the rights to it and are now taking it to market. and um it's really um it's really interesting that now they've developed uh, uh, some great evidence behind it. There's been two peer-reviewed studies. Um, one of them that was just uh, finished, showed that the uh, splash blocker, which is basically a portable plastic toilet lid, and uh, you you use it to cover the toilet and it stops ninety four percent of the particles coming out of the toilet. And it's been shown that um, the chemotherapy work, oncology workers can actually um, actually get uh, and absorb the, uh, the toxic chemotherapy drugs um, into their body. And uh, this can uh, potentially reduce the risk of that kind of exposure. So there's really two use cases for splash blocker. One is to uh, prevent the spread of viruses and bacteria uh, to, uh, to healthcare workers, patients, and visitors, and also to help reduce the risk of, um of exposure on the part of oncology workers to these toxic drugs um, so I think um, as the uh, as they continue to do research and uh, bring this to market a number of hospitals are are using this uh, across their entire oncology department uh, some major organizations uh, are adopting it and I think that it's going to be um I think this could be best standard of care uh, when it comes to um, protecting um against the risk of of toilet plume which is a which is a problem that I mean I never even thought about it. I never even heard about until I saw that uh until I saw that video so uh something pretty uh pretty exciting it's really uh one last interesting thing is that the oncology nursing society actually recommends using those blue plastic back pads to cover the toilet and as you can imagine they get soaked um it's a it's a it's a it's a disposal hazard and a splash blocker can uh, if a hospital is using that splash block it can reduce their cost by like 95 percent uh, over the use of those um, over the use of those um, uh, over those pads. So um, a great solution very, very happy to be working with them. great people really focused on getting the evidence and science right and they're just another example of a uh, of an emerging technology.
0: Yeah, we need to be careful of those public toilets. I think the science shows that the uh, bacterial virus plume is up to five feet, and then, as you said, it becomes aerosolized, so uh, it can really be spread indefinitely through airflow. And uh, the other thing that came out of that, something else for uh, our viewers to be cautious of, and I and I've always known that this was the case, is the hand dryers in the bathroom. Use paper towels. Uh, the hand dryers are uh, pushing pathogens onto your clean hands, uh, so be cautious of the toilets in the public restroom and those hand dryers. Uh, they're spreading germs. Uh, Paul, with, there's a lot of innovations that are helping to uh, improve outcomes around infection prevention. Um, as you know, and as most of our viewers know, uh, during the COVID pandemic, after years of progress uh, against hospital acquired infections. We've seen a disturbing turnaround and hospital acquired infections have been back on the rise in the last couple of years. A few facilities recently, uh, we've seen are starting to uh, turn the tide on that and uh, get back to uh, best practices to help reduce hospital acquired infections. But uh, talk about the problems and what are the solutions in a macro sense as we continue to uh, develop more solutions and and have a greater focus on patient safety,
1: yeah, that's um, that's really a, a good uh, topic for discussion. And I think one of the most important things is that organizations, and this is really going to be some of the some of some of the future um, some of the future uh, of um, of innovation, is to make sure that there is. First of all, very clear standards, and that's another thing that you know that Leapfrog is doing um, is um, they, they they continue to uh, revise their survey and revise their standards against the best uh, uh, against the best available evidence. Um, but you have to have a standard that you expect behavior on, and you've got to do everything you can to reduce variability because variability is the enemy of high reliability. So anything you can do to make sure that the standards are clear, that the staff is trained properly on those standards, and then there's an auditing process. So whether that's electronic monitoring of hand hygiene compliance, or something that uh, tells and determines whether or not somebody cleaned the surface properly, there has to be a way, an effective way, uh, to, audit, um, to audit performance and, uh, and give feedback as close to real-time as possible to staff so they can adjust their behavior and reduce variability. So, from a macro sense, really making sure a that the standards are clear, b that there's a way to measure against those standards, and C that there's timely feedback to staff, and that really is the way you you create a really great culture of safety. And when that starts at the unit and the unit supervisors or managers are embracing that approach, um, you know the unit is the building block of the safety culture of the entire hospital or the entire organization, and that's really um, that's really the bedrock of creating. Um, uh, consistency and performance and making sure that patients and staff and visitors are uh, are, as, uh, are as safe as possible.
0: A follow-up to that, Paul, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. You're one of the, the OGs of the industry. You've seen it all. You've done it all. Based on your experiences, if you had a magic wand that could change one thing to improve patient outcomes, what would it be?
1: Well, I think one of the areas that has not got enough attention when it comes to standard setting, I mean, there are a lot of standards, but I think putting it all together in terms of standard and then ways to audit behavior effectively and give feedback is the environment of care. I mean, the environment of care, when you think about it, um, is such an opportunity for the spread of of, of potentially pathogenic organisms uh, to staff and uh, patients. And uh, so getting those standards right and making sure that there's the right audit process and the right feedback process is something that I think is going to be uh, the future. There's a lot of standards out there now. There's a lot of organizations that have standards and guidelines. uh, But I think that really can get taken to the next level. And to that point, uh, the LeapFrog Group has formed a work group um, through their partners advisory committee um, on the environment of care and plans to write a um a, a, a breakthrough monograph on the environment of care and uh so I think that's going to be something uh, that will be coming in the future. Um, the work group just got started and uh, there's a lot of uh, organizations and thought leaders that are participating in that and um, um, I know that your organization is, uh, is is on that work group and I think that um, that really taking a look at the environment and that doesn't mean just the hard surfaces but that means air that means water and taking a look at every aspect of the environment and how does it play a potential root cause in the spread of infections and risk of harm. I think getting that right is the future.
0: I couldn't agree with you more and uh, really appreciate you being on the show today, Paul. If people want to find out more uh, about leapfrog or next level strategies or want to get in touch with you, where should they go?
1: Uh, Well, they can, uh, they can certainly uh, write to me at uh, paul at next-levelstrategies.com. They can go to next-levelstrategies.com. Uh, Leapfrog Group is leapfroggroup.org. Um, you can put those uh, links up, up on the screen. Um, Leapfrog is a great organization for um, organizations who do have innovations and want to learn more about uh, becoming part of the innovators for Leapfrog. Uh, they can also uh, reach out to me directly. and happy to tell uh, tell them more. Uh, more about it, and I'm also happy to uh, talk about um, uh, next-level strategies with anybody who might be interested in in the way we think, the way we work, and then we help bring uh, acceleration of growth to uh, to uh, organizations who uh, who have the right uh, technology to, uh, to to solve some of the nagging problems.
0: Fantastic. Our guest today has been Paul Alper, CEO of Next Level Strategies and Senior Advisor to the Leapfrog Group. Paul, we really appreciate you being on Clean Talk today. And until next time, this is Brad Witcher reminding you to keep it clean.